Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Welcome back, everyone. We took a brief hiatus between seasons, but we're back. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 1, Hashtag Squad Goals. Aw, yeah. Oh yeah. Good to be back. What's up, everybody? <laughs> so we don't have any guests for today, but that's just because we're coming back. We took like a month off? I don't know how long it was. I, yeah, probably. It was a while. Yeah, I'm not sure. We like kept putting it, it, it was off too long. and putting it off. And then like, I know. oh, wait, we should probably do that again. Our fans missed us. We got so many messages from people that all over the globe just, when are you coming back? And we're like, we know, we know, so sorry. We really left you hanging. <laughs> What's so funny, Jesse? No, I'm being serious. <laughs> you didn't get those DMs? Listen, our, our five fans are very dedicated. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Half of them are our family. I know, right? <laughs> Shout out to the Paratories <laughs> and, and to people related to us. <laughs> The only people listening. Woo. We've got one girl on our on our Instagram that really enjoyed yeah. us. So hopefully. Like, come back. Come back. <laughs> We're back. Our, she is like feline in her. I wish I we could give her like a proper shout, shout out. But I think she likes cats and Degrassi. So she's okay with us. <laughs> Perfect. Me too. Yeah. Same. So really we all have a lot in common. All right. Do we, do we want to get into the episode? Hells yeah. This was a real slobber knocker of a season premiere if I do say so myself. <laughs> What does that you mean? Never, I've been watching way too much wrestling. Like I took off, I, I took off from Degrassi, and then I was like, I'm just going balls deep in, into wrestling, and then went to WrestleMania, and now it's all I've been watching. So all I can, all it's going to be a lot of wrestling lingo, I think. I told you we need to start a podcast called Monday Night Raw, dude. I no, I want to. It's a um. Yeah, I felt like I, my my roommate Emilio and my friend Lyndon would get really mad if I started a wrestling podcast without them. But you should get back into it. It's it's just as wild. Well, it's not as wild as the Attitude Era, but it's it's still pretty wild. <laughs> I really I've wanted to. I have to figure out if I can stream it on Hulu or not. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Raw and oh, SmackDown nice. are both on Hulu, and I highly recommend it because. Raw is like three hours long when you watch it on Hulu. It's only oh an hour God. and a half. So they like cut it to the important stuff. So it's a nice. lot easier to watch on Hulu. It's been at least a decade since I've watched any wrestling. Well, besides at the bar when it's Yeah, on, I'm but. telling you like it's we get a group of us together and it's a, like a fucking it's a hoot. <laughs> like and there'll be like random people that show up that are like, oh, I just came with a friend. And then like but people are like, oh, this person's doing this. And like this is their feud. And like it's so easy to just fall back into right. it. I'm here for it. We'll see if I get super into it, then we'll just start a big podcast about it. Mm. <laughs> I know. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> All right. So the girls volleyball team is rocking their practice. We're going to own this year, exclaims Frankie, as the girls come out of the shower. Do people actually shower at school? Because I never did. No. And I was that was like my first comment was that I was like, um, I played sports both in middle school and high school. Right. And f- fucking no, we did not shower <laughs> after practice. No, you it was like you finished practice and you were like out in the field and it was like, all right, guys, see you tomorrow. And then you like walked to your mom's car. Like mm. there was no there was no showering. Nobody nobody in sports. I mean, I don't know what the boys do like because if they they're all just all like extra sweaty or whatever but no I, I never like oh god I think I only one time showered at school and that was because they were like you have to I don't remember why I, I feel like I don't have to do shit I'm not showering no here. and I I might be making that up I don't think I ever fucking showered at school like nobody did it was yeah. weird it was definitely considered like fucking weird if you did yeah i well we had like a bunch of stalls and i remember like one time i went to the boys locker room and they just had one big open shower and i was just like that's disgusting yeah we need our individual stalls so that when we get our periods people can come in and throw tampons at us and go plug (laughs) it up plug it up you can't do that when it's all open like that oh jesus well, yeah, we would get, we, there was only like three bathrooms, so you would get dressed in the shower stalls, like, because there was curtains, so like right. everybody would go in there to get dressed. People like, yeah, people like me would get dressed. Most people were like, whatever, I'm just changing, and I'm like, I'm going in the stall. Yeah, no, I don't think I knew anybody that, 
I don't know. Maybe I was in a more closeted school, but yeah, we all definitely got dressed in the stalls. Um, definitely. And there was no towel offerings. Like if you were going to shower, you had to bring BYO towel. Um, so yeah, bogus Degrassi. (laughs) So fake. (laughs) Scripted, clearly. Um, so they all hype each other up and tease Frankie about her new beau, Jonah. Mm. Turns out they're playing against the dreaded Northern Tech, a.k.a. the zoo. Frankie is not pleased. Lola suggests they look like criminals. No offense to Shay. I, I wrote like, I wrote no offense to black Shay. <laughs> like, I know, because she, and then she's like, she, well, why would that offend me? Like, you, yeah. Like, and it's just so funny because it's all so, like, I think on Shay's part, it's very innocent. Like, right. Because she really was like, why would, what do you mean? And like, I think Lola clearly knew what she was doing. I mean, why? Because yeah. why would she say that? Unless right. she knew she was saying it because they were black. Yeah, it was it was rough, Lola. I don't know what you're doing there. Dude, I know. And I, I like wrote in all caps, microaggression alert. Like right. that's literally this whole scene is just like, oh, stop. Yeah. She, we're I, starting the ep off with like some serious low-key racism that we're just oh, like, oh, yeah. We don't know that they're like their team yet. Right, right. We, yes. That's the thing is that we haven't seen Northern Tech. So all we know is that they quote unquote look like criminals and that they're scary. That's according to mm. uh, a white person and a light skinned Hispanic person or Latinx. I'm right. not exactly sure. Argentina. I'm probably going to, I'm about to get hate mail because I'm not sure exactly if she's Argentinian, yeah. if that means she's, let's just go with Latinx. That's all encompassing, I think. Okay. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly Frankie and Lola start panicking because their clothes are missing, even their uniforms and Lola's favorite bra. Her favorite bra. (laughs) An alarm goes off and the ladies have to leave the locker room. They head outside and Frankie's towel gets caught in the door and slips off. Lola decides to draw as much attention as possible to it by screaming about it, your butt's out or something like that. Yeah. Because I also wanted to know, first off, why did those like those doors close automatically? Why was Frankie like, all right, got to make sure everyone's safe. Let me close right. these doors because I'm not <laughs> the team captain yet. She is not team captain yet, but she was very. Did they bring up team captain yet? No, because it's in like their during their fight later in the scene. Yeah. Spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't watched at home. They're like, what? But earlier in the episode. I don't know. If- I don't know if they, they, I know they just say like, and what about team captain? We don't want to fight over that. Right. So like they have not established that there's a team captain. Yeah. But Frankie is definitely acting like she's the fucking captain of the goddamn school. True. Being like, let me cl- close these doors to protect us all from fire as we stand on the fucking stoop of the school, <laughs> which would do nothing if the school's on fire. We need to be further away, but right. whatever. <laughs> I just think that comes out of nowhere later that they talk about team captain because I'm like, when have we discussed this before? Yeah, and even when but... they establish who the captains are, like there isn't any like voting or like, I don't, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um, so in the distance, we see Northern Tech team cracking up. They got punked. The girls scream back and forth and Frankie is hell set on revenge. And I don't blame her. Yeah, no, this was like such a like bring it on number seven move like moment. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like except they're going to address the racism, you know, unlike in bring it on when they just like culturally appropriated their entire fucking (laughs) set and like one. I love I love um, uh, Not Another Teen Movie. We're black. Oh. We know it. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen that in so long. But, yes, I do remember that part. But, yeah, because they never, like, like, oh, my God, I loved Bring It On as a child, but, like, never, mm-hmm. ever thought about how, like, and I don't even know who made that movie. Like, was the director black? Like, was the writer, no like, were the writers that are black? Because, like, it's such a real thing that white people steal from black people all the mm-hmm. fucking time and then profit from it. So it's like, whoa, this movie was ahead of its time if it only actually addressed the racism. Like, I don't think it ever did. It was just like, we happen to be a black team and you stole from us, but we're not going to address the fact that we're black and you're white. We're just talking about the stealing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, us white people, we needed time to catch up on that. We didn't we didn't know about that. (laughs) So Mother Hollingsworth admires admires Miles in his Vanderbilt prep uniform and they're both excited for him to start. They have a great English department. Mm. Plus some new guys and girls. He plays for all teams. 
So Hunter wants to go too, but he's got a one-week suspension for threatening Maya with rape and not getting any special privileges for that. Yeah, he's like, everybody else got off easy. And it was like, you got only one week suspension for threatening rape. Right, that is pretty easy. And calling a swatting, which I guess would be more of like a police jurisdiction, but apparently nothing fucking happened. Right. Because I would guess, they're not going to talk about it, but I would guess that like, the Mr. Hollingsworth would have taken care of that. He threatened to rape her mother for Christ's yeah. sake. Like he was lucky he wasn't expelled. That's what I'm saying. Like he should have been. Definitely. <laughs> but you know, mom's got hot yoga, so she's got to get to that. Well, you know, the time is money and a hot yoga is not cheap. Like I have never heard of hot yoga, but they have brought it up twice wait, in this series. You've never heard of hot yoga? No, I have no clue what that is. Jessica Rain, you have been in a small town for too long. Hot <laughs> yoga, I mean, it's god awful. I fucking hate it because, like, I can't breathe. My asthma is just like, I don't like this. Right. But you're, like, in a room and it's just, like, the heat is cranked to, like, 80, 90 degrees. And you're just doing yoga and sweating your balls off. And, that like. That sounds miserable. Yeah, no, I hate <laughs> it. Like, I like I have friends that love hot yoga. Like, I mean, it, in terms of, like, clearing out toxins and stuff, it's supposed mm. to be really good for you. And, like, you're burning more, you know, whatever calories or whatever because you're sweating. Right. But, like, yeah, in terms of, for me, I'm like, nope, don't like this. Like, I, <laughs> I tried it once with a friend of mine. And I pretty much was just in, like, child's pose for, like, the entire <laughs> fucking glasses i was like i can't do this nope don't like that i'm gonna drink my whole water bottle in 10 minutes because this is hot i am so sensitive to heat i wouldn't Mm. like i'm already a person who's like i don't take workout classes because i'm like really uncomfortable working Mm -hmm. in front of people so add to that a super high temperature like i would just have a panic attack and leave like there's no way yeah I mean, just know that, like, yeah, hot hot yoga is definitely a super, like, skinny, rich, white lady class, for right. sure. Like, it, it definitely makes sense that she is going to hot yoga, because it is, yep, it's uh, pretty hot, skinny, and white in there. <laughs> so Hunter whines about his brother leaving, but Miles points out how much time they spend together over winter break. He's tried his best to be there for him. Miles offers to take Hunter for a ride and teach him to drive stick because he's leaving his car behind for him. That's a pretty nice thing to do. Can we talk about the fact that this is supposedly after winter break? Mm -hmm. So what is it? (laughs) January in fucking Toronto, Canada? They're outside in a light sweater. (laughs) They're going to take the convertible for a spin. They're, you know... At one point, Miles is waiting for his mom by the pool. Right. These girls are in fucking towels outside. <laughs> Casual January, you know, in, in Canada. Toronto, Canada. So <laughs> I got questions because I'm like, when the fuck is this? It's summer. <laughs> I think I need to move to Toronto if it's got that nice, nice weather. It's in the tropical. Winter. Oh, my goodness. Let's be, <laughs> let's, what do they call them? Snowbirds? Let's uh, mm. let's be snowbirds and go to Canada in the wintertime because we want to get away from the cold. Let's go like five hours north and we'll just be warm again. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Get further from the equator and get warmer. That makes sense. <laughs> it sounds lovely. Oh, jeez. Frankie runs through a list of pranks to get revenge on Northern Tech, but none of them sound very good. I was going to say, Lola wants cute pranks. <laughs> she was like, any cute pranks? I agree, Lola. Give me the cute pranks. Lola wants to send them an envelope full of glitter. Which actually Which is, I'd say... Yeah, that's pretty uh, bad. Glitter doesn't go away. But it's not on par with sending them out of the locker room naked. No, like. no, no. But you know what's... I'm like, when I look back, again, I've now I've watched too much Degrassi. When I think about, like, <laughs> half of those girls were selling their fucking nudes when they were right? on the fucking oh my God. gymnastics. I'm oh, sorry, not the gymnastics <laughs> team. What was it called? It was called the... Um, the spirit Squad or something. Spirit Squad. They were selling nudes on right? the Spirit Squad, and that was fine. But God forbid the school sees them in a goddamn towel, <laughs> and that's embarrassing. Well, like, Frankie okay. only sent one, and wasn't it to Hunter? I'm pretty sure it was to Hunter. They never addressed that, but the way they made it seem, it was like, nah, your brother totally just saw your jugs and wasn't mad about it. (laughs) Creep. But fucking white people. Am I right? Am I right? What's up, cousin? You're looking pretty good. (laughs) 
So Shay doesn't want to prank back. They should settle it on the court. Mm. Frankie compares her plan to Hitler in Poland. Sounds about right. Which which confuses Lola (laughs) and is super melodramatic. But it is just like the whitest thing she could do. Oh, yeah. Like... (laughs) Girl, why are you, why are you really fucking, you like really playing this victim card? You are bringing up the Holocaust. Listen, getting locked outside naked is like the Holocaust. (sighs) I mean, gosh, they were one step away from an oven. Like, I don't even know. Like, oh my goodness. They were definitely about to like watch their babies be ripped away from them. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely Holocaust status. It's it's such a teenager thing to say though. Like, I'm pretty sure I used to record, like, compare things to hitler a lot <laughs> oh like when right when like a teacher was authoritative and you were like wow what a nazi and you're like oh wow looking back now there's real nazis out there like oh shit oh my god yeah like that you know what i feel bad those teachers that i went to that that taught at high school you know what y'all weren't nazis you were just strict but hot damn are there real fucking nazis out there and it ain't cute yeah, it's not that funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, I just used to use a lot more hyperbole back then. Like, it just... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Everything was compared to something ridiculous. I mean, to quote Simple Plan, every night is the worst night ever. <laughs> I'm just a kid, and life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid, and life is like the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the song that Simple Plan wrote. Oh, God. I'm just a kid and life is the Holocaust. (laughs) We all really went through it. Us poor white suburban kids. It was awful. It was a hard time, you know. Parents didn't understand. None of my classmates understood. I was like the only emo. God, (laughs) Jesse, I'm so sorry. Thank God you found your community in Brattleboro, Vermont. Oh, God. Frankie questions why Shay doesn't want to prank the other school, to which she gives no clear answer. She just doesn't want to. But all the other girls are in. Screw Shay's feelings. Man, I, f- I feel for Shay because you know you know what she's thinking, but she just mm-hmm. doesn't feel comfortable enough saying it because, right. and I'm sure that, you know, that happens with a lot of um, people of color that have like predominantly white friends. Right. That like they find themselves in these situations where they're, they're you know, microaggressions left and right, but mm-hmm. they can't, like how... Yeah, I can't imagine. It's going to be so hard to like call out your friend's racism when right. it's like you know as soon as you say the R word, mm-hmm. racist, like white people just shut the fuck down. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to hear you. That's the worst thing you could say. Like, you know what I mean? Like they. How dare you call Yeah, me like it's just like. Even though I said a racist Right. Thing. <laughs> like <laughs> it sucks if we would all just listen more. Mm-hmm. If we just listened and stop talking so much like right maybe we would learn something (laughs) so yeah I just I just felt so bad for Shay in this moment because it was like it's like obviously her friends are looking at her like what's the big deal why you don't you don't have a legitimate reason Mm -hmm. you're not giving us a legitimate reason but she does right she's just she doesn't feel comfortable enough to say it Mm -hmm. so Grace and Maya work on their CVs quote-unquote for what can only be described as adulting class. Yeah, I had to Google. I was like, well, the teacher was like, make sure your CVs are on 10, as you kids yes. like to say. And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, I was really confused by that sentence because I, you know, I could guess what meaning on 10, meaning perfect. Mm-hmm. But then I had to Google what a CV was, which I didn't know is like a more intense resume. Like, really? it's like besides, well, yeah, I was reading that, like, it mean, besides having like, you know, jobs or whatever on it. It also wants accomplishments and shit. Okay. And this, and like, usually you want a resume to be a page long. Mm-hmm. This said, this said that CVs can be anywhere from two, six to 12 pages. And I was like, excuse the fuck Jesus. me? Who the hell wants a goddamn 12 page resume? Apparently in Canada, that's a thing. But that's I was a like, lot. Mm. that's a lot for a high. What are you putting on there as a high schooler? I don't <laughs> know. I have like, well, I, don't, I saw at the top of Ziggs that his being like the lead in the school play. Ooh. Um, that was on there. That from, um, he, well, he was, well, he wasn't the lead. He was like the villain. Right. In uh, Next Gen or not. Well, no, that was technically called the Degrassi, not Next Generation. Anyways, he had that at the top of his CV. So. <laughs> My biggest accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, hey, he could have, I I mean, he could have put on there that he left a gang. That's pretty impressive. They never, are they ever going to address that Zig was in a fucking gang? I don't know. There's a lot they don't, don't talk about that I'm just like, how, like when Maya got trolled, 
how did they not bring up the time she was trolled before? Like, yeah, it's, it's like it's it's nuts. Maya has like she's had a life. Emilio hates Maya, but like man, has she been through a lot? She really has. Like God, she's doing pretty good for the amount of fucking ad, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? Adversity. Yes, thank you. I was like adversary. <laughs> no, that's not it. Adversary. Yes, adversity that she's been through. Like she's been through some shit. Like damn. Yeah. So. She's vying for a co-op with the Peter Stone, former meth head, turned music producer. Am I crazy? Did Was his last name Stone? Yeah, in, I think so. Oh, okay. I was like, why wasn't it Peter Hot Sauce or <laughs> Peter, Peter Hot Sawakas? I mean, I, we can like, call him Peter Hot Sauce. Because that's what he was. He was Mrs. Hot Sauce's son. Right. So that's it. Peter Hot Sauce. Instead of just former meth head, I can refer to him as Peter yes, Hot Sauce. Peter Hot Sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was definitely giving his very best, like, in my opinion, Craig vibes <laughs> like with with his leather coat. And yeah. And his fucking feet on the goddamn table when Maya <laughs> I walks in. Like, I was like, OK, all right. He's comfortable at DeGrasse. He was his school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who? But also, who really sounds like that? As an actor, I'm like, what a weird choice because who <laughs> actually sits with their feet up on a desk like that? I would. All right. All right. Okay. All right. As long as I know. So when I make that choice in the future, I know that it's because, hey. This at, is at a least, real choice. Real people do this. At least Jessica Mack would have done it. So Maya is on a quest for musical dominance and working for a studio is step number one. Grace is confused. Why is Maya happy? She literally just had the worst semester possible, but seems on top of the world now. <laughs> Bitch, did you forget? Her <laughs> like, boyfriend cheated her- with a psychopath. <laughs> she's like, let me bring up your trauma in the middle right. of class. Did you remember? You had a really <laughs> shitty year. Like, can I just remind you? <laughs> so Zoe interrupts because she overheard them calling her a psychopath <laughs> and tells Grace, we can't all be perfect friends like you. Mm. You know, it's super easy to not be as bad a friend as Zoe was. <laughs> like, right? Because like, you just truly... don't hook up with your friend's boyfriend. And it's not <laughs> even like Grace has been the best friend because she's a total flake. But like, granted, she has a legitimate reason to be a flake, even though mm. she like never talks about the fact that she's low key dying an early death. <laughs> um, but like, she's very flaky. So it's right. like she's not even a great friend. Like, again. <laughs> totally valid why she's not but like it's just so funny it's like oh no you're perfect it's like oh she's no she's still flawed she's right. fine that's like the only time we see um what's her face zoe in this entire episode oh yeah that's it she's not a part of those happening to be there when someone's talking shit mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like i heard that mm, it's in my book I marked it. So maya just wants to move on and focus on her music career and all that stuff but Zig and Tiny enter late with a joke about a private jet, and he gives Maya a little high. Oh, I said I said it was the sluttiest little high because <laughs> it was it was it was just like hi, like I was just like you little slut, like that's I don't know that's how that that's how that high read to me. So Zig goes and sits next to an even worse psychopath, Esme, which <laughs> shakes Maya a little bit. <laughs> You think Zoe's bad. Esme is insane. Oh, God. (laughs) And I love, like, oh, my God. Of all, but of all the girls you could rebound with, what a perfect choice. Esme. Perfect choice. (laughs) Like, oh, man. Because you know that, man, Esme would just fucking rub it in her face. (laughs) Like, "Mm -hmm, I got your man, bitch. That's what's up. And I got him hooked on drugs now. What? (laughs) Whoopsies. My bad. Hunter stalls out in the parking lot while Miles coaches him on how to drive. He encourages him to keep trying. He'll get it eventually. He's doing the caring big brother thing well, and it's really nice to see. But they talk about the gun and how Miles is trying to make sure Hunter can stay cool without him. Hunter swears he's fine, but Miles isn't totally sold. Yeah, I love that he's like, it's fine. I totally just brought a gun to school, but no I didn't deal. do anything with it. You're like you're, you're really making a big deal out of this. I'm good. Lots of people bring guns to school and don't time. do anything with them. It's fine. Well, Hunter says he'll prove he's better with a brotherly hug. 
Oh. Miles asks him to drive him somewhere. Why did Miles, like, whose parent in this day and age buys their kid a fucking standard? <laughs> right. No, what? Like, you're rich. <laughs> Why would you buy him a standard? Right. Isn't and that the only point to save money? Yeah. Like, I'm saying, and it's not even like that is a, like, I'm imagining a standard in a convertible form would be, like, a really nice car. Mm-hmm. Like, to be more... I don't know, like a race car type of thing. It's like, that's not even that nice of a convertible. Why mm. would that be a standard? I don't, I don't understand. But anyways, I mean, it was a bonding moment. It's fine. Yeah, they are bonding. It's it's nice to see Miles like looking out for Hunter. And it's proven to those boomers out there that you can you can put everything in cursive and take all the, all the automatic cars away and give us only standards, but we're going to figure it out because there's a few of us. There's a few of us millennials out there who know how to drive a standard and a few of us who know how to read cursive. Yep, I don't know how to, nope, I don't know how to drive a standard, but I could read the Constitution because I can read cursive. What? Like, what's the point? I'm like, how can I eat my Taco Bell while driving if I have to fucking shift gears? No, no, I want <laughs> There's a car person listening to this pissed off right now. They're like, oh my the God, standard right? is so much better because X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah, actually, because my high school boyfriend, he ended up getting a standard. And I think he just felt cool driving it. Like, mm-hmm. the first the first car he got from his parents was his mom's old Buick Regal. So it was really funny because he just looked like an old person. <laughs> and he, he would call it the B, the B Reg. Um <laughs> But then, like, the next car he bought off his brother, and so it was a, a standard. And I think he just felt cool doing it, but it was like, what's the point? You got the little, the shifter, and you're just like... Work smart, not hard. That's what I say. <laughs> right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Frankie and Jonah flirt over a five-star Italian lunch in an empty classroom, <laughs> and Frankie steals his garlic bread. Jonah's corny ass goes, you're going to have to do more than that to get me to stop kissing you. And I cringe. (laughs) Well, I was also like, again, thinking back to original Degrassi. um, Remember how like Becky was trying to kiss him and he was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Kissing leads to drugs. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of gotten rid of his um, Christian-ness. He hasn't brought that up at all. He's down to fuck now, like for (laughs) sure. Like he's not going to do drugs or drink, but he is down to fuck. (laughs) So Jonah teases about how the whole student body saw Frankie naked before he did. And Frankie does not love it. Mm -mm. She explains her desire to retaliate and mentions how Shay doesn't want to. But Jonah is 100% behind pranking back. It's just what you do. He suggests they pull a prank without Shay and the problem will be solved. So Frankie is off to buy some paint. And leaving their goddamn plates on the fucking (laughs) tables in the classroom with her goddamn white privileged ass. Like I was like, girl, turn the fuck around. You really ain't going to throw away your goddamn plates? Like, wow, Frankie. Wow. So Maya is finishing up her CV and is ready to print it when she sees Zig and Esme flirting by the printer. Mm. She works up the courage to go get her paper anyways, but makes it totally weird. Well, can we just say that the conversation that Esme and Zig are having is so fucking awkward. Like She's just like, I bet you could throw me like a sack of potatoes. And he was like, I don't know about that. I'm sure you'd be fine, though. Remember that time you fell off the skateboard and you were totally fine? She's like, yeah, I was. He's like, I don't get it. You must be invincible. And she's like, I don't know about that. Like, it was such a fucking weird conversation that she was interrupting. But anyways, as we've all been there, like I often when I'm flirting with a guy, just say that I bet he could throw me like a sack of potatoes. (laughs) Though most men probably couldn't. I'm a little hefty, but... Um, they could try. I'm going to say that to Johnny later today. Can you throw me like a sack of potatoes? <laughs> I bet you could you drag me like a sack of potatoes. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Well, they all stand awkwardly in silence waiting and Maya grabs her paper and runs. How, how did she grab the wrong paper when she literally sat there waiting for it to print? <laughs> it popped out. She grabbed it. Because when did Zig print his? Is that printer way backed up? Like, I would think it'd be different if she just, like, if she didn't wait. Mm. If she just ran up and grabbed and, like, it popped out after. But, like, she waited for it to pop out. That's a slow printer. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, apparently Zig's been up there. That's why they're chatting. Like, they both, they printed, they hit print, like, seven minutes ago. <laughs> and they've both been waiting for it to come out. So, I guess that makes sense. We'll look at it that way. All right, running a bit late, Maya meets up with the Peter Hot Sauce, former meth head. 
Maya hands her his her CV, but it turns out that she grabs Ziggs by mistake. Peter is pretty understanding as she explains about her ex. I probably would have withheld that info and said, oh, no, I grabbed the wrong paper. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. No, he did not <laughs> like, need to know all that information. And the fact that he, all. like, low-key connects with her, like, nah, I get it. It's like, <laughs> she's a child and you're the adult in this situation? And you're like, nah, girl, I got you. Like, I get it. Awkward ex is weird. He literally got addicted to meth for two days. He has no place to talk. <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um. So Peter has heard her music and is very interested in the love song she wrote for Zig called Yes. Mm. Awkward. Yes means. Yeah, that's the song that's like, <laughs> I'm ready to fuck. And Peter was like, this is this, this is, is really impressive for a this child. This is romantic. Wow. <laughs> Peter wants to know if she's got the skills to pay the bills. So he hands her a track and that he wants her to mix. Maya is psyched for the opportunity. And I'm just like, what internship is this? Because that's like legitimate work where right. I feel like he'd be like, can you alphabetize things? Right. How can your... you get coffee? Yeah. Can you answer the phone? You're right. basically going to be a glorified secretary who gets to see what we do. You're not going to mix anything, girl. No. No. No one's being like, let's see if the 16-year-old can mix this song for Pink. <laughs> like, no. So then Miles sees Tristan in the hallway, and Tristan starts beaming, surprised to see him. They discuss all the chaos at Hollingsworth Place. Tristan brings up Hunter going to Juvie, but Miles explains he's right outside, just learning to drive. Yeah. He didn't tell anyone about the incident. Hunter made a mistake, which Miles has, had, has made plenty of. And Tristan's like, oh, and it's fine because he didn't really bring a gun to school because <laughs> right. obviously you would do something about it if he did. Duh. And Miles confirms that Hunter never had a gun. Nope. A bullface lie. Wow. wow. Miles explains that their bro time really helped Hunter. Mm-hmm. And so as Miles and Tristan have a touching I came to say goodbye moment, they hear a screech in the background. <laughs> It's Hunter. He ran into a fucking bus stop. It is all banged up and zoned out. Miles rushes over to make sure he's okay. Oh my god, you know what? That's the same bus stop that like Terry's um oh, yeah. uh, first modeling Real job. Real people look yes. like this. Yes, that's oh my god, what if that's a that's a famous bus stop. Man, oh man. What set Hunter off? Like he, right, he just well like Miles points to him outside and like does Hunter see that and go they're talking shit about me. I got to crash this car. That's what I assumed it had to have been because I like rewatched the scene to see if there was at some point where they like cut to Hunter like lurking in the background <laughs> hearing like Miles talk any kind of shit even though he wasn't. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was just like, what set Hunter off? And then this craziness of him sitting there with like blood dripping down his mm-hmm. head just like. <sighs> like <laughs> where did this oh. come from? Right. Yeah. I was like, dude, what were you doing? He spent all day, like, reassuring Miles, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, this is all good. Mm. And then just crashes into a bus stop. Just kidding. (laughs) So the volleyball team is hard at work painting a revenge poster. Goldie is here for it, which is when we see the actual poster is very confusing to me. Oh, that's exactly (laughs) what I wrote. I'm like, wait, what? Goldie. Goldie doesn't know better. (laughs) Goldie. girl you don't know about racism (laughs) like what like i guess if it's not xenophobia she's like i got nothing i don't know what's the big deal like yeah i would think of all and and the fact that she literally says oh my god it looks just like her oh like yeah i was like whoa i would honestly think of all those girls goldie would be the one that was like guys right this is this isn't this isn't the one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's come up with a better idea. Yeah. Um. So they gossip about the zoo, and Lola claims there's a goddamn drug cartel functioning wow. out of the school. <laughs> like they really hate like, Northern Tech. Yeah, that's like where uh, what is it? El oh, what is his name? El Chapo. That's where El Chapo is. <laughs> He's at Northern Tech, like really running the drugs. <laughs> oh my god! Can uh, can we talk about the fact that like what I think is actually for me, the most frustrating part of this scene is the fact that they're like, they like do the little like um, the warrior paint on their face. Mm-hmm. And the take that they kept of Lola, she's got 
like one good one yes! and then the other one is jacked the fuck up <laughs> and it was like why didn't you just do a second take like that looks like very washable paint yes. why couldn't you do a second take because and like the fact that she's like bloop bloop perfect and it's like no not perfect no not perfect oh, totally like that one too. is jacked up like what <laughs> what were they running out of daylight like what happened that they were like that was a daylight take. in a gym excellent <laughs> got it yeah Listen, i was like what magic hour is almost over we need to get yeah, the shot I was, yeah um so yeah lola applied some war paint to her and frankie's cheeks they are ready for battle then we get a beautiful shot of their racist artwork which depicts the entire team as animals specifically black women as apes and monkeys yeah i know they're young but it's over 10 years into the millennium like don't we know better that's what i'm saying like that's like it's i'm sorry it's it's flabbergasting that white people in this day and age still make the mistake of making jokes about black people compared to monkeys it's like Mm -hmm. you can't do that was it roseanne that did it yes 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 it was like we we know this you guys we know this this is this is one of the this is one of the microaggressions that we should fucking know by now right like oh my god like what were you thinking i don't know if i would have known it in high school but like and well in 2017 or whenever they filmed this 2016 but like yes i'm pretty sure it was like known yeah frankie shows some well the whole team so besides goldie i don't goldie not noticing was a big issue for me right because lola is latinx but we know that she's fucking she's not paying attention to shit by all intents and purposes lola is just a walking white privilege right she just, she's gotten, no, she's in no way in touch with any kind of like no. issues for people of color. She's just like, right. I'm, I appear white, so I'm good. I have to say that like in comparison to the prank of stealing their clothes and pulling the fire alarm, this is a lame prank anyways. Yeah, it really, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought to do that. Right. I, it doesn't not even come close to comparing. Even if they were like, well, they're fat, we're going to make them all hippos, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a it wasn't a good prank. Like, no, it just wouldn't have been. Yeah, it was just like regardless of the racism. Excuse the racism. This is a shitty prank. Like, <laughs> this isn't like I feel like if I you know what I mean. Like literally, if you take out the racism part, I would look at that and be like, oh, you drew us as animals. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you got us. Okay. Make that really tall when a giraffe. Like, oh, you got him. <laughs> we got him. Like, what? Miles tries to take the blame as Mother Hollingsworth questions him about the accident. Miles claims that Hunter confused the gas for the brakes. Mother tries to take a phone call and Miles approaches Hunter with like a what the fuck. Hunter replies that he shouldn't have left him alone. Miles realizes he did it on purpose and explains that he can't wild out every time something doesn't go his way. Hunter thinks Miles doesn't care. He's leaving him behind and he storms off. Can we talk about Miles' look in this scene with these <laughs> light ass, wa- these fucking light wash jeans and his shirt tucked? Like, a, he, oh, I know he always tucks his, tucks his shirt Does in with like a weird belt. Does he have a French tuck or whatever? That he did is. not have a French tuck. He had a full tuck. Full tuck. And it's just the the light wash jeans. Mm. He is looking like such a goddamn dad in this <laughs> in this scene. I'm like. You, yeah, you're giving me dad vibes. Like, I can't wait he's to see. He's taking on the role. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I assume he's wearing white sneakers with the N. What are those? What are, what are those called? <laughs> new, new Balance. He's definitely like, he's wearing his New Balance shoes in this scene. He is ready to parent because <laughs> that dad is not there, but Miles is. So the volleyball team celebrates their victory, wishing they could see the reaction to the poster. Shay approaches and is pissed when she realized what they did. Frankie thinks she's overreacting, but Shay lashes out and calls her selfish. Did you notice that when they show her the prank, Goldie is like, here's our prank. And it's literally just a zoomed in like portion of the girl who they drew like a gorilla. Like it's not the entire poster. It's like, look, here's the most racist part of the poster. This is what we did. Like, it's just so funny how they showcase it. Right. Like, look. Here's the racist part. But Shay, Shay also doesn't acknowledge the racism in it. She does. And, which is weird. But truly, I think it shows testament to like the fact that she is surrounded by a lot of white people. Right. And like when you're not 
ta- when you're not having people when you're not talking about it it's like she knows that what they're doing is irritating to her and that she and she knows that clearly like Frankie has more privilege than her but mm. she like hasn't found she's not quite sure why right you know what I mean like and I think that's what it is is that she's just been around white people her whole life mm-hmm. that people aren't talking about these issues right. and so even she is like I don't know I'm I'm really mad and I'm not quite sure why myself mm-hmm. well Shay lashes out and calls her selfish she accuses her of stabbing her in the back the reaction is definitely from zero to 100 and nobody has any idea why Coach interrupts and tells them to go figure it out in the locker room. Well, it's zero to 100 real quick because <laughs> real quick. that's how they do it at Degrassi. That's how Drake did it. He goes from zero to 100 real quick, you know? So Maya is cyber-stalking Zig and agonizes over this picture with Esme. Grace asks her about her progress on the song she needs to mix, but Maya is fixated on Esme and what her deal is. This picture is so goddamn staged. It is ridiculous. Right. Like, who, why were they all sitting on one side? Who took it? <laughs> right. She, it's on Zig's hasty ground. Yeah. But and she's like, who took it? She's like, is his arm around her? And it's like, girl, he's clearly sitting like in a stool mm-hmm. raised above her and behind her, like, if his arm was around her, he would have to be leaning way forward. Like, mm. his arm is clearly not around her. Right. God, Maya. Yeah, it doesn't so look like stupid. it at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Maya shows her a picture of Zig with his arm around Esme, and she's overanalyzing every detail. She tries to zoom in and accidentally likes it. If she, if she unlikes it right away, will he still get a notification? Yep. Nobody knows. <laughs> Yep. I've done this before. Yep. Well, and you know, I think this is because like, I'm not used to using Instagram. And so like because I'm so used to Facebook, on Facebook, if you like double tap, it will. Or like if you zoom, you can zoom in. But Instagram, you can't zoom in like that. Right. You double tap and it just hurts it. And you're like, ah, fuck. I've definitely been the creep like lurking somebody who sucks profile mm-hmm. and then being like, shit, I just oh, liked no. it. Are they going to get a notification? Yep. Fuck. They will. and then and then like check and I'm not on there anymore and it's like oh they were stalking me. <laughs> but I love that um, when Grace asks her about like well aren't you gonna do you gotta do this project and she's like Peter's chill <laughs> like it's totally fine he asked me to do one thing and it's like it's fine he's chill I don't, I don't he really t- do we it. talked it's about fine. my ex boyfriend he's cool yeah and he's he's he been there it. he know he knows what it's like so we're good he's also picked up the wrong resume because he ran into his ex it's fine. <laughs> Maya explains all the ways that Zig has ruined her self-improvement plan, but maybe it's a sign to try and get back with him. (laughs) Grace points out that the universe doesn't give a shit about her. (laughs) She's like, I'm dying, Maya. This is such a minuscule problem. The universe doesn't give a fuck about you. (laughs) At least about your dating life. Nope. But Maya cannot stop thinking about him. She listens to the song all night long. And Grace reiterated that he cheated on her. But she can't seem to stop her feelings. And her feelings are leading her to blow off her assignment and focus on him. Hmm. Grace snatches her phone. Focus on that song, girl. Peter's chill. It's fine. (laughs) But... I'm trying to remember back to last season. Was Maya in a situation where she like threw everything away for a boy or is this a new thing for her? No, she only threw away her music career. (laughs) Remember? (laughs) What was it that happened? Oh my God. She like didn't get like she tried out with like her fucking. With the guy who produced Pink. No, was that it? No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was after the show. Okay. It was after the show and the guy, when she put the phone right. in the in the fucking beer. Well, yeah, she when, she, she was like, when she went to New York, she specifically ignored him. So this is like a... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unlike her, really. Right. She's really going through it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so Miles broods in the courtyard of Hollingsworth Place. What do... Mother approaches and Miles has to tell her the truth. He explains that Hunter crashed the car on purpose and that he brought a gun to school. Mother can't believe it. He also shows her the kill list and Mother realizes that Hunter needs a doctor and cries into Miles' arms. She's parenting. (laughs) 
slowly but surely she's learning to parent over the course of this show. Mm-hmm. And again, this was the part where I was like, he is waiting out by the pool area in a fucking short sleeve shirt. Short and sleeve. And it's probably the middle of January. But she comes out in a very light, light sweater, sweater. I remember. Yep. <laughs> sunny, sunny as fuck out. It's January. <laughs> it's fine. It's after school, I assume. Uh, yeah. So you're talking. 4 30 p.m it should be dark right it should now. be dark I, yeah i'm like uh, <laughs> really not sure do they only film in the summertime or is it whatever it is it's obnoxious <laughs> like think about think back to the days where like the, the season where um craig cheated on ashley with manny and it was winter oh, yeah. and they and went they ice, like ice skating. that was fucking winter yeah. as shit what are they doing what are they doing what is, no you know what this is the <laughs> it's, it's fucking netflix I think this is a Netflix problem. <laughs> and canceling season five? Really, Netflix? That's a Netflix problem. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm a little irritated with the cancellation. <sighs> I feel like we need to get a petition Oh, going. my God. I'm like, can can Canada pick it up or something? I don't know. Anyways. Frankie bounces the ball around in the locker room, avoiding talking to Shay. She accidentally hits her in the face, though, and that breaks the ice. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Shay explains that Frankie leads a cushy life. Whereas Shay has to work her ass off to get ahead. Frankie is rich and connected. She can get into any school she wants, a la Olivia Jade. But Shade needs a sports scholarship. The volleyball team is her only source of athletic training and she can't risk losing it. I really, like, I, I feel like they did this scene wrong. Mm-hmm. Because when we think back to season one, one of Shay's parents is a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't think Shay is poor. No, she. their house didn't, like, it looked pretty middle class. Yeah, like, they are playing Shay as if she is poor, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's who she is. Right. But again, I can't tell if this is, like, I'm probably, you know, I think we're, we always, like, go too deep into this. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is this, is this just Shay not realizing, you know, white privilege? Like, maybe it's because she's been around white people her whole life. She isn't really fully aware of white privilege and she mm-hmm. thinks that it's more rich privilege. I mean, it's bold. I mean, Frankie is rich and white. Yes. She's in a great yeah, yeah, position. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's privileged as fuck for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I wish I wish that Shay had brought up race. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't blame her because that's a really fucking difficult thing to do. Right. But it is just odd because it's like, I don't, it, I don't think it's a money thing. Like, I mean, yeah, if you're middle class, surely... Middle class is is still rough to pay for college because mm-hmm. it's so expensive. But it is one of those things where I was like, I don't think this is literally your only option, Shay, right. just based on what we've seen of your family. I mean, all everything she says is a val- it's totally valid and, yeah. and true. And and I think because but I guess I wish that because the bigger deal is that like Shay did have because of her race, Shay had more to lose mm-hmm. in the pranking because. It's more like, I mean, it's statistically proven that the school systems come down harder on, you know, kids of color. Right. So it made sense that she didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. because she knew that the hammer was going to come down harder on her. But like they just didn't, they just didn't bring race into it. Right. And that being said, yeah, she specifically focuses on Frankie, you're rich. You can get into whatever school. You have the connections, the money, mm-hmm. which is totally true and yep. something that Frankie didn't seem to realize. Right. But yeah, the race aspect we don't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay says she struggled to admit that she was jealous of Frankie. Frankie gets it, though, and they hug and make up. <laughs> we good. Then out of nowhere, they just say, so what are we going to do about this captain situation that Never fucking appeared before this moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was okay. like, uh-huh. okay. But Frankie has an idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm just over here like, what about the cat? What? I'm sure we, if we just <laughs> run it past the coach, everything will be fine. We're like, run what past the coach? We haven't established this at all. <laughs> Their dual captainship. Which, again, it's weird because I guess he decides the captains when, when I was, uh, when I played sports, when I was a sports player in high school, um, <laughs> we voted. And, and, I, and it was like, I think it was like a close running because there was three of us. I was a captain of like my, my freshman soccer team, but there was three of us. And I think it was like based on voting and like the coaches were just like, these are the top three that like, you know, had the vi- highest votes or whatever. Right. It was like really cool. Like it's not a big deal. I was like really popular. I was like not bad, but <laughs> I was a captain. Ooh. Got my varsity letter in skiing. <laughs> oh, damn. And then 
yeah then tore my acl in 10th grade and just stopped moving and gained a lot of weight but you know it's neither here nor there now i have arthritis (laughs) you know when i turned 27 i was like wow arthritis cute so kids if you're listening if you hurt yourself self-care is very important (laughs) you don't want arthritis in your 20s it's not cute so we're back in adulting class and V. Peter Hotsauce, former meth head, explains the art of CV writing to the adulting class. Maya is working on her song in class, and Grace worries that she should have completed it by now. Peter approaches. Does she have the track? Maya says she needs more time. It's not perfect. But Peter is not impressed. It was not a hard assignment. She tries to say it was because of her ex, but Peter is over this excuse. He's going to check it out as is, and he gives her some tough love. If it was really important to you, you would have put in the work. I mean, low-key true. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's also interesting is that, like, as a high schooler, I don't feel like th- that's how that would go. No. I feel like, I don't think he would have been as harsh on them. Mm-hmm. But but also, like, the, the teacher wouldn't be, like, in the middle of class. By the way, one student, <laughs> Listen, you Maya. have the assignment. <laughs> Do you have that one assignment that I gave you? Boarding school fake out number 154. <laughs> Miles tells Tristan he's staying at Degrassi. JK lol. <laughs> Hunter needs him. Tristan is concerned that Miles needs space from his triggers, but Miles thinks Hunter needs more needs him more. Miles flatters Tristan. He'll be fine. He has him. That's a weird way to write it. <laughs> Tristan is an upside to staying at Degrassi. They plan a date to the volleyball game and hold hands down the hallway. I can ship it. They're kind of sweet together. No, they are, but I can't remember. I guess it was like it has been so long since I watched the end of the last season. They were like getting friendly, but he had still like ditched Tristan for Esme. Like I, it was just shocked that like it kind of suddenly was like, oh no, they're holding hands. Right. Like, I didn't think that they were there yet, you know? Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm no, no, I'm, I'm the arc. I think they are cute together. Although I still like Loki, hate Tristan. It's fine. But, anyways. I kind of, I have an affection for Tristan. Like, mm-hmm. he's not the best, but I kind of like him. I don't know. I assume that the actor in, in real life is, is much better than Tristan. But, anyways. Oh, probably. probably. Or, or him. Yeah. I think we should research that. I Let's think we find should find out because I, I don't is. hate. The, I don't hate, like his acting's good. I don't hate his <laughs> yeah. acting. I just like the character of Tristan is such a little bitch. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I honestly like Loki would probably have like a weird relationship with him where he'd be my best friend and we, right. he'd, he'd be really mean to me and I'd be like, he'd just neg you constantly, literally, like, oh, like literally all the gay men in my life, like, <laughs> oh, God. just constantly tearing me down. And I'm like, it's fine. Oh, I'm no. good. That's another whole other episode. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> the episode where gay men um, just torture straight women. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. I'm like, I didn't ask to be blessed with you guys. You just found me. No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so Maya cries in bed when Zig knocks on her window all of a sudden. He isn't allowed to do this anymore. They broke up. But it turns out he did notice that she liked one of his picks mm-hmm. and came by to find out why. I'm still trying to figure out, is she, I can't remember, is she on the first floor or second floor? I don't, I think like, I'm like, second. Is, is he on the roof? Like, is he on like a, like a low-key porch roof? He's like, got to be climbing up something. He's got to be, <laughs> I was just like, what's, I had questions. But anyways, continue. Maya admits to hasty stalking him to find out about Esme. Zig explains how happy the notification made him. She was thinking of him. He tells her he loves her, and she goes in for the kiss. Mm. Maya gets a phone call. She got the co-op. She has to go and work. He kisses her goodbye. So they're just together again. That was easy. (laughs) So, no, but like the second kiss, she was apprehensive about. Here, Okay, so here's my deal. This reminded me so much of my, uh, my my summer between eighth grade and ninth grade breakup Mm -hmm. where like the whole basically the whole fucking summer I was like well my boyfriend Brian he's not talking to me he's on (laughs) vacation I haven't I don't know what's going on are we together are we not I have no idea Mm -hmm. and then 
like I still wanted to low key be with him, mm-hmm. but I don't. He was he just was like ignoring me, right? Because I think he clearly didn't want to be with me, and he just didn't, you know, have the communication skills in eighth grade to break up with me. <laughs> so as soon as I found out that I made the soccer team, mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm the shit." What's <laughs> up, Ryan? It's over and like it was like I needed that good news you know what I mean right and so like that's what I saw from this is that she like Maya was feeling like really really low Mm -hmm. and so she was like yeah I'm gonna kiss Zig because I'm feeling really shitty about myself right now and so this is comfortable and then as soon as she got that like oh my god I got I got the uh internship I'm good he kissed her and she was like I don't know oh see I didn't I didn't notice that all Oh, it was definitely like he because she kissed him Mm -hmm. and then she got that good news and he kissed her and then she was like, oh, no, what did I do? (laughs) Like, because she, you know what I mean? Like, it's that when you're in a low place, you want that comfort. And then as soon as you're like good again, you're like, ah, fuck, this isn't what I wanted. And that's just what I saw in that scene. Yeah, I totally did not notice that, but I, I fully believe it was there. The team runs into the gym with a standing ovation from the crowd. Everyone is hyped for volleyball. Frankie and Shay are co-captains now, and they call a huddle. When in walks in Northern Tech, holding the banner, they're pissed. Frankie goes, so they can dish it out, but they can't take it? So the captain points out that they drew her as a monkey. Frankie clarifies, it was a gorilla. But (laughs) Lola says, if the banana fits. Banana fits. Oh, oh no lola 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 oh my god girl jesus christ no no <laughs> so god damn the northern tech girls sit on the banner and exclaim we don't play against racists what a mic drop and the team doesn't get it they're just like dude what <laughs> i loved it i was like what a fucking ending to this episode like yes. boom, we don't play against racists. Mm, like, and Frankie's just over there, like I don't. Oh huh? man, didn't have any fucking clue. Like, was like, wait, what? How, what are you talking about? Y'all are. And neither did the whole team. They're just like everybody on the team was confused. What are you talking Even about? Even people who probably should have known. Y'all better. are animals. <laughs> like, didn't you know? They call you the zoo. Yeah, it like, was pretty oh, fucked. No. So we'll get to see how that plays out next week. Mm. It lightly brushes on the racism part. <laughs> Just a gentle canvas brush. Just a light drawing of racist racism. Oh, God. They really, I, I don't know. Like, I could see being a privileged, ignorant white person and doing this and being like, huh? But again, it was like 2017. The, right, no, and I agree. Because like, yeah, would... Would 2003 Carly not even think about this? No, definitely. Mm. 2003 Carly was not at all woke and would not have, would not have thought that was racist. It's amazing. Like I think sometimes I think I've, I've had this conversation with my sister where I'm like, I get how I like started to. And I'm not even saying I'm the wokest person ever. Mm. I'm saying like how, how I started to like quote unquote wake up, so to speak. Right. Like. Is simply because, like living in a major city where you're around other races, mm-hmm. you're hearing stories and you're like, oh my God, no, this is completely fucking valid and real and like, wow. Right. So I like, I've joked with my sister that I'm like, I don't know how, how did you get, how did you like start to wake up <laughs> when you've been in literally like a small ass New Hampshire town yeah. for your entire life? How'd that happen? Because even you, Jesse, I mean, you've moved around the country. Well, to me, it was the internet. Yeah, the internet yeah. gave me a perspective into people's lives that I never would yeah, have got. Yeah. Like, and in fact, when I was the little edge lord for like a couple years mm. or whatever, specifically, people called me out on my shit, mm-hmm. and I doubled down because yeah, yeah. I was a little brat. But it took them calling me out a couple times. Like, I had to keep hearing it a little bit, and then I'm mm. like, wait. There's something to this. Right. And then I started my shift into like feminism, into yeah. social justice, into the whole right. thing. But you had to be open to that. And right. I think a lot of people aren't. And I wasn't at first. I, yeah. again, I doubled down. I was like, yeah. no, it's okay for me to do X, Y, and Z because X, Y, and Z. And it was all stuff that like I learned from being in white privilege, mm-hmm. New England. Yeah. Like, 
if it's just a joke yeah stuff yeah. like that um I'm not saying this seriously. I'm just making a joke. Mm -hmm. That was like a lot of what people would say. And I kind of bought into it for a little while. And I don't know exactly what it was that flipped me, but eventually it flipped me. Mm -hmm. And because of all these people willing to share their experiences with me on the internet, which is like a safe space, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Because while you're getting probably shit talk to you and stuff like that, because you're opening up, but at least you don't have to worry about the physical threat yeah. when you're on the internet. So. It was um, it was really interesting over when I last weekend went to WrestleMania. So this guy that I I jokingly or in, endearingly call my WrestleMania boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, I met him last year at WrestleMania, and um, we didn't met on Tinder or whatever, and hit it off. And so I hadn't seen him in a year, right. but we were both going to WrestleMania, so I was like, let's hang out again. Um, and so he had bought a sweatshirt at one of the events and they forgot to take the security tag off mm-hmm. um so he's puerto rican and, and like he has um a darker complexion mm-hmm. uh, i'll just say that right so um so he had this he was wearing this sweatshirt like all weekend that was his wrestlemania sweatshirt but it had a security tag on it mm-hmm. so when we we went to go see monday night raw together and so we went up to um like one of the merchandise booths or whatever um, and they were like, do you, you know, like, you know, I bought this. Do you have the security, the thing? But it was, a, you know, it was a different event or whatever. Mm. So they were like, no, we don't have that. But they were like, Marshalls is across the street and they have the same system. So you can go into Marshalls and ask them to take it off. Yeah. So we walk over to Marshalls. And it was interesting because I had said to him point blank, like I was like, when it comes to getting the security tag off, I was like, do you want me to take the sweatshirt and do it? Mm-hmm. And and he was like, why? And I was like, simply because of white privilege. Right. Like, so I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to use this, my white privilege for good. I'm mm-hmm. like, because I don't want this to be a hassle for you. Like, is there any way that I can help you with this? Right. And he was like, he was kind of like, oh, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. But so when we got to Marshall's, he like, when we, you know, you get a walk through security, um, like fences or whatever I don't anyways the door the doorways I don't know um so we're like walking towards them and he's like actually can you can you bring this in and I'm like yeah of course um I hate to say, I hate I hate to say that but yes of course mm-hmm. of course I am not scared to walk through security right and have it go off I'm simply not like I, I, I that is my white privilege mm-hmm. like that's that's fucked up about the society that like yeah I know that I can walk through security and it can go off and and truly nothing that bad's gonna happen to me right um so he handed it to me we went through and it didn't go off um but so I was waiting in line with the sweatshirt and there was like a bunch of people in line and he went up and like talked to a manager and I'm seeing him having this conversation with the manager while I'm standing in line with the sweatshirt and it doesn't look like it's going well and he like calls over to me and he's like you know never mind they won't do it and I was like okay so we walk out um of Marshall's and I'm like oh okay there's an old navy in this same little like you know city mall or whatever Mm -hmm. so we walk into old navy and rather than wait in line this time I take the sweatshirt and I walk right up to a manager and I'm just like oh hey like I went to Wrestlemania at this place and you know we bought this sweatshirt and they take the tag off like do you think you could try it and they were like oh we don't have the same system but we could try Mm -hmm. and they literally took it and went right over to the behind the counter fucking took the security tag off handed it back to me and like we had tried to take it off with a fucking fork and so, like, it had already, like, low-key exploded a little bit. So there was, like, ink. We had, like, fucking tissue wrapped oh, around God. it to, like, to, like it had looked like we'd already fucking tampered with it. But, like, my white ass was like, I mean, excuse me, can you, mm-hmm. can you take care of this for me? And they were like, we'll try. Right. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Take it off. No problem. We walk out. And he was like, was that white privilege? And I was like, <laughs> yes. White yes. privilege in action. Yes. That was white privilege. Like, and it was just so funny because he... Um, like he's a, he's such a sweetheart, but like I don't know, I don't know, I, like I'm not exactly sure what most of his background is. But he was like, I always kind of thought that like people were just exaggerating, and I was mm. like, no, that was that was 100% white privilege. I mean, I saw, he might have just accepted that for what is, and then yeah. realized that we could walk in there, no problem. Yeah, like the fact that when I saw him walk up to the manager, I was like, oh, he should have just waited for me. He should have just waited <laughs> for me to do this. He shouldn't have gone up to a manager and even talked yeah. about it. But yeah, I was just like, it, 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 I, like it was just one of those things where I was like, oh fuck, yeah, no, that was one hundred percent white privilege. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not surprised they didn't do it for you and I'm not surprised that they did it for me with no questions asked. Right. And that you don't even think about it until it's a situation like that where you're it, like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we are set up for next week where, what do we have hanging here? We have. You want the themes? Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't come up with a. Actually, theme. you have I thought, one. I thought I came up. Well, I mean, besides microaggressions, <laughs> I came up with a theme that I thought was actually pretty legit, which was um, taking situations seriously. Hmm. Because if you look at like the hunter thing, like uh, Miles didn't take it seriously until Tristan was like, "Oh, hey, but he didn't really bring a gun. Right. Like, you wouldn't do that unless he did bring a gun." And then mm-hmm. Miles was like, "Oh, shit, you're right." Um, and then with like the whole racism thing, it's like not, not taking it serious, like whatever, it's just a prank, it's a joke until Mm -hmm. somebody was like, oh no, like this is serious. Right. Um, and the same thing with Maya being that she was like, oh, the internship, whatever, I can half-ass this, it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal, but it was like, no, you needed to take that seriously. Interesting. I don't know. That's, I know. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm. It's better than what I got, which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I finally got a theme. Yeah. I was like, I see nothing here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was like, people, like nobody, nobody in this was taking anything seriously. Right. Until somebody was like, um, excuse me. And they were like, oh, shit. Okay. So we're set up pretty good for like future episodes. So we have Hunter who went off the deep end, crashed the car, and his mom's actually taking it somewhat seriously. So. Yep, there you go. Take it seriously. <laughs> Told we you. have the volleyball team who pranked them in the stupidest way possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't even a good prank, first nope. and foremost. Nope. And it was a racist prank, second. Yep. So we have them, and they're going to have to face the consequences for that. And finally, Maya choosing to kind of get back with Zig, but like, should she? You better take that shit seriously, girl. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the episode. I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Nothing. It just felt so good to be back, Jesse. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we took so long. I kept just being like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I need to just go for it. That's what, and that, I think that was my concern about the whole break thing and being like, let's do this recap. The recap was such a... It was just so much. It was too much. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It was just too much. And I was like, no, we were doing so good. We just need to barrel ahead right. and keep the momentum. And like, I feel like when we get to the end of season four, like figure out where we want to go back to, whether mm. we whether we want to go back to um, Degrassi Junior High. Right. And like, because again, there's less of a market for it. But I mean, I haven't seen it, so I'm down. Like, I'm down. I'm, I'm down too. And they're also on YouTube. So I feel like if people are following us, they can watch it on YouTube, right. you know, if they wanted to. Because um, it's just as wild. <laughs> like, it, fucking... it seemed wild. You sent me a clip and I was like, they swore on TV. That was the movie. The movie. <laughs> oh. It was the movie. Bet- like, anyways. But, like, no, it's just as wild. Like, there yeah. is the episodes, that, particularly the episodes about AIDS. I'm like, whoa, oh, Degrassi. Geez. Like, fucking, that was, an, that was an epidemic in the 80s. Yeah, like, damn. We've, all, y'all we've only touched on, like, the baby uh, STDs. Like, the stuff yeah, you can get no, rid of. Yeah, they no, go, they go into AIDS in, oh, the, in Degrassi, you know, high. And I'm like, this, wow, damn, Degrassi. You, <laughs> you've been going there. You've been going there from day one. <laughs> Shit. We could do this for years. <laughs> I'm saying, but something like between webisodes, between made-for-TV movies, there is so much fucking Degrassi content. So thanks for listening, guys. Sorry that we were gone for so long. We are so happy to be back. Join us next week when we talk about the next episode, season two, episode two, hashtag turnt up. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I, I'm ready, I'm to, ready fucking, to turn up. We're already turned up. Jessica's <laughs> at the river. She's got a fucking twisted tea. I've, I've been got some down, barefoot I've been down at the Grigio. track drinking butt heavy. Like, Ooh, we are having a good night. <laughs> we are turnt up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening.